Join Christina and Sintache for weekly conversations about the medicine of life, connecting with what we feel, understanding what we need to heal, bringing oneness of our mind, body, and soul. So, yes, I would love... It's going to be and, great. The energy is crazy already. Chris, like, I'm already, like... <laughs> I know. I have to, like, ground myself, but also I'm very excited because um, something came through and in, in kind of just sitting with um, Carry the Vision. Like, thank you, Anne and Debbie, for sending over the information because it was just beautiful to go through. And I feel like you guys might have upgraded your site recently. Yeah, I noticed that. So the the imagery and the quotes, it's all so, so, so beautiful. So I'm on um, the, oh, I actually have the site over on my phone. So, oh, good. Um, so, cause I just, I just, it's amazing. Reminds yeah. me of being in the water. Yeah. Right. Energy, right? Um, yeah. So I would love to kind of ground us. So I'm just going to read, and this is the only time I'm ever going to read and we're, <laughs> we're going to make this a conversation, but I think there's something so grounding and so beautiful. And I think my heart space needs this right now. If I'm completely honest, everything that happened over the weekend, I'm sure everyone, our listeners know, but we're recording this right now when um, the great Ruth uh, Gator Ginsburg, you know, she passed away and it's just, such a yeah just like a yeah just crying I basically have been crying all weekend and mm -hmm. I think um yeah anyway so my my heart definitely needed this opening again because I felt like I, I closed a little bit um so yeah this was this was great so carry the vision this is where Anne and Debbie are rooted in and their work. And so Carry the Vision provides restoring opportunities through life skills training programs and community support services. Their impact is to reach every life and, be, and have every life be transformed. As those lives impact their families and communities, they're creating a positive ripple effect out into the world. So we live in a time of change, <laughs> possibility, <laughs> and a call for compassionate action. I mean, if that is not <laughs> like just, yes, that, that alone is such a powerful sentence. And so the light of hope is rising as a people from all walks of life who are seeking peace, work for, working for justice, and a vision of creating a culture of belonging. This is what CTV is all about, transforming our communities by restoring our human potential one person at a glorious time. So, I mean, thank you for Let this. Let the church say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. when the pastor says, the doors of the church are open. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's true. I mean, that, I mean, that description just so, um, just opened my heart space back up because it's been a little bit heavy this weekend. And so I just have to say, like, I love, and also your values, right? You believe in people, you care about care, you care and believe about care and connection. You believe in walking with integrity and you believe in the power of transformation. Like that is, woof. Um, just Compassion so to action had me like, I, I just, I know I'm going to have to sit with that this weekend. Um, well, this week, it feels like Saturday, but, com you know, <laughs> compassionate action is just, that sounds like a workshop in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I can't wait till we can start chit-chatting about all the juiciness, but just, <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful use of language. It's a beautiful use of language. Beautiful use of language. So how we usually start the show, um, Debbie and Anne, is we usually do a, what we call a praise um and it's actually called bring the fire <laughs> that's our technical term is praise but um since we since i don't know you two personally what really came forth is um how this all came about with which is through my my amazing friend jessica and so jessica is a sound healer um she's a reiki master and i remember one day sitting with her and she's like you know i'm, I'm doing this uh, sound healing and I was like oh that's amazing like you got a new client and she's like no I'm doing it in a prison <laughs> and I was like holy shit like that is like I just it just blew my mind open and I and I and I really wanted to ground in this praise because 
What's I've been sitting with so um, much lately is, um, you know, we talk about ourselves being spiritual activists on the show, like Sin and I. And so really understanding the calling, right? Like everyone has a calling. What's your soul's purpose, right? Like being grounded in that. But there's another part of me that is shifting to in that same breath. um, Who are you here to serve? Like that's been a question um, that's been really on my mind lately. And, um, and so when Jessica, you know, um, spoke of the work she was doing with incarceration, you know, people in incarceration and people in prisons and the fact that a modality such as sound healing could yeah. be in such a place yeah. That's of incredible. trauma, right? Because I think to what speaks so beautifully about your organization and what you guys are doing is that, you know, this beautiful modality of sound healing how it's affected me is two things. It's released trauma in my body, right? And then the second thing, it's given me stillness. And so those are really, I was thinking back to my, um, my sessions with Jessica, and I can't imagine a more deserving population of those two things than people in prison and also people that are guarding, you know, the, the prison guards, because she also talked about that as well, right? Like how she's able to do the sound healing when not just the inmates, but also with the guards, right? Because they're an ecosystem. They're, you know, one is over the other, vice versa or whatever. But it was just such a profound um, thought that I sat with this morning that Talk about serving people and who you're here to serve and being very clear on that. And when that is able to come in with like someone as Jessica, who is, she's a sound healer. She's a spiritual healer. She's a spiritual teacher. When those two are, you know, come together, there is just something so, um, I want to use the right word to give it its (laughs) magnitude, but there's just something so just impactful about that that's on a different level and so I just I bow down to that because I I just thought that was such a beautiful expression of what the work that you ladies are doing there and and so I yeah just wanted to give you that praise and and how that came about and how you're here is through Jessica and I just think that's such a a beautiful woven you know how everything's together so (laughs) praise to you praise to everyone at Carrie Division But okay, so anyways, I've been chattering way too much. I want to get to you ladies. Um, Sin, do you want to open it up with, you know, whatever you want to, where you want to go to? Um, okay. <laughs> I was just, I was just listening to just, you know, what's, what's lovely for me, for me in this moment um, is to be able to have this conversation on the Sunday afternoon, just really sitting in gratitude of, with that. And also really just creating some space to listen a little bit. You know, like one of the things about conversations is, you know, Chris and I buy off each other really, really well. Um, so, sis, I was, you could, you, I, you can go ahead out just to hear and to listen. <laughs> it's really, really, really sweet because I think that's a part of the conversation, right? Just to yeah. listen. So, okay. Um, so, I guess what I would like to, how we'd, uh, how we'd like to, to, to start is just, um, you know, talk, talk to our viewers or our listeners or, or whomever is out there on the airwaves. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit um, more about, about your work and, um, and, what, and how we got here. How, how, how did we end up here today with this amazing work that both of you do? It's interesting. Both Debbie and I, probably our whole life, um, know that we've been called to serve. And that has shown up in a multitude of different ways for both of us. Um, In my doing life, um, you know, I've done all the doing things like being a nurse, a teacher, an engineer, and things like that. And then I um, started a Reiki center and had a Reiki center for 10 years and recognized the place in us that people felt they had to go someplace for healing and didn't understand what it meant to claim their own healing through their trauma or whatever. So I returned to the corporate world. And during that time um, in the spiritual tradition that Debbie and I participate in, I was asked if I would uh, 
go into seminary, which I had zero inclination to do. <laughs> I know, and, I know uh, that's right. <laughs> Listen, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid, honey. I know that's right. <laughs> Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> that's amazing. Let so, the church say. Yeah, I hear you, sister. So when and but I did go into it because it's a uh, it's an Eastern tradition, mm-hmm. and um, certainly was not inclined and. Um, Debbie had told me while I was in seminary that what her calling was, was to do prison ministry. Mm. And I looked at her and said, girlfriend, that'd be the last thing on my table I'd ever be doing. And a moment of saying that, I was asked if I would teach at the prison. And so, wow, talk about life. Like, let's can we pause there because there's resistance, right? And then there's like, nope. <laughs> it's one of those moments where God is like, well, or the universe is like, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I believe it's probably been five or six mm-hmm. years since um, I've been teaching there. And it's um, one of the most incredible incredible experiences. It's humbling. And um, I say teaching there. And the truth is, it's a teacher student relationship. There's reciprocity in every single moment. Wow. When Debbie and I started, uh, we started out with the women in maximum security. That alone tested Mm. us on every level because they could only come out of their cell every two days for one hour and you spoke to them through a little hatch and you could never be close to them. Wow. And the trans, and Debbie also taught in maximum security, but the transformation that occurred was so mind blowing Mm. that the women now get out every day for three or four hours and can be in a group. They had a graduation with the entire organization, uh, county supervisors there. It a complete transformation. And when you're talking about trauma-informed living, oh yeah, mm. it was mind blowing. And the, so I'll let you take it from there. But that's how I got into to well, doing Yeah. <laughs> Well, my story is a little bit different. Um, so I spent 15 years in the in the Air Force um, and traveled the world. One of my jobs, uh, actually a couple of my jobs was, um, I was a military training instructor, which most people know is the DI that puts people through basic training. So I did that for seven years out of the 15 that I was in. And then um, I also was a recruiter, which I brought into my civilian life. Um, and today I own my own company um, doing talent acquisition and human resources. So, you know, my, my clear purpose in, in, in that arena, it's all about teaching and serving. Mm-hmm. And um, so within, within that arena, um, I would say somebody asked me, what's your life? What's the DNA in, in your terms? Mm-hmm. Um, it's to, to be in service. Oh. And the, the, the whole part of my being is I believe in the underdog and I always have. And, you know, I'm. Those are I'm, the best movies. Can we just say that? I'm always going to root for the underdog. And that, you know what? That's going to be really helpful in the next four years. <laughs> right? Just say it. Right. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. And so, you know, when I, 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 exactly the same thing, the tradition that Ann and I belong to, um, you know, Ann went to seminary, then people started saying to me, because I was already involved, when are you going to start seminary? And I'm like, why? <laughs> and then I found myself in seminary as well and completed it. For me, um, it was a journey that I fought for the first year, every single milli-inch that you could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the dean of the school, and I actually, she's one of the members of Carry the Vision today. Mm-hmm. She and I had a, a very interesting relationship in the beginning because I'm the type of person that won't, I won't hold back and I will challenge every step of the way. Um, so, <laughs> When's your birthday? 
<laughs> I know. I was like, are you Virgo? Thank you so much for taking the time to join us in a pod conversation. I'm out. <laughs> I so, this is so a reflection of me and Sid right now. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I was in um, seminary, um, you know, we have to write a thesis. And, you know, my thesis, I got very passionate about prison ministry. And there was an organization then called Carry the Vision that I very much wanted to be involved with. And I couldn't because I was a seminary student. And so I was, you know, like, well, why not? I, why can't I do this now? And so it was during that time that Anne got called to do this. Incredible. And so I honestly lived vicariously through her for the first year and had an opportunity really to write what I consider to be a very short but powerful thesis based on what I learned from her. And then the moment that I could go, I did. So I've been with them now, I think four going on five years. Um, I've been with the women in maximum security. I've taught the men um, in um, what they call program dorms. So I went from maximum security where I couldn't touch, although I got very close to them. I went right up to their pod or right up to their door. Um, I handed them homework which I, you know, sometimes got my ass kicked for, but um, because the, the officers would see me get that close. Um, but I didn't have any fear because I felt like we had established a relationship. And I learned as much from them as they learned from me, if not more of my learning. Yeah. Um, and that was very humbling for me. And if you don't go in truth, trust me, you'll get called out in a second. Oh, and I did get called out. Oh, and um, I had to say, you know what? You're right. Um, um, you're right. You're absolutely yes. right. And so, you know, and then I went from that to a pod of over 60 men that was completely open and they were sitting at picnic tables and I was able to walk through them and I'm a touch person. I touch. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So touching for me is mm -hmm. also a healing and a grounding. And um, so the work that I've done with Carry the Vision um, has made me a much better person. Um, it's made me much more self-aware. Uh, and it's, it's, it, it humbles me every day. Okay. Every day through the teachings. And I think as teachers, we get as much from teaching as we give, if not more. You know, I had a client not too long ago who I reached out for the first time with over the phone and she was broken. And I, I didn't, had never met her. Mm. She was crying hysterically She's a meth user, still using. Uh, an organization put her in a hotel mm -hmm. and she was just tested COVID positive. Oh. And so she felt completely alone and scared and didn't know what to do. And mm -hmm. so through our conversations, you know, what I, what I discovered with her was two hours of not using was a big accomplishment for her. Mm, wow. And, you know, and I asked her straight out because that's who I am. Are you ready to die? Because if you continue to use and you're in COVID and you're, you have COVID, you're compromised already. Are you willing to continue to compromise yourself and mm. die? And she said, I can't help myself. I don't know any other way and those are hard stories very very hard stories and you know sometimes there are good endings and sometimes there are not 
Mm. You know, we, we can't, we're not fixers. We can't fix anybody. Yeah. We're, we're only there to allow an opportunity for people to understand differently and to find yeah. a different way and to give them tools to think about and consider and contemplate. Maybe I can do this. I had a gal in maximum security that was there for um, domestic violence. And she told me that she was raised in a family where love was beating. If I loved you, the expression mm -hmm. of that love was I beat you. Mm -hmm. And so she continued that, but that pattern, I'm beating you because I love you. I don't know any other way. Yeah. Right. You know, I think there's something so, there was so much medicine in all of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. From both of you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, I, 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 there's a couple of things that I, I, I took note of. Um, I really appreciate how you stay in service and not to serve. Mm. Um, and it really, it resonated and it was mirrored back. Um, so, you know, if our listeners, if, if, you, if you go back to the beginning um, and hear this, how it was mirrored back, because one of the first things you said, and was, I, I, I wrote it down, you said, um, there is reciprocity on every level. And that is being in service, right? Like, because the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was community. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this, and this, this understanding that when we, when we are called to do the damn thing that we're called to do, we recognize that it also facilitates our own, our own healing, regardless of whether we're in the teacher or not. Right. Yeah. And that is so humbling because as you're speaking sometimes, right. And I know we've all had this experience as we're speaking, we realize that we're literally speaking to ourselves, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, and you kind of look around like, oh, y'all motherfuckers know what I just said. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and that's that's what fuels our humility is recognizing that we are in service. We are in service. Period of ourselves of the community. Whew, it was just really, really profound. And, 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 and I, if you could talk a little bit more about um, when, you, when you said uh, trauma-informed living. Um, could you unpack that? I mean, yeah, yeah I won't even go into the commentary. In our experience, um, I can't think of say in this year before we couldn't go in the five to 700 people that we worked with, there is not one person that we met whose life was not trauma informed. Mm -hmm. um, Sin, for example, I know that you do trauma informed yoga and that was something we were asked to bring in the way we hold it in our body. Yeah. And we, um, have learned how to be able to see into another and allow ourselves to be seen mm. so that we can experience uh, where they're at because we all have such incredible um, veils. Mm. I'm looking good. <laughs> I'm showing up great. Look, I got my lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> but right underneath, yeah. there is some shit. Yeah. And um, just to be able to hear it and for them to be heard. And we learned uh, how deep the trauma was through. And can you imagine being in prison and being open? Mm -hmm. So what we would do at every class is they would all have a journal and they knew 100% truth. They would receive a question each week. It could be personalized or be something for the group. Like, what are you letting go of? Why won't you let go of? What is your greatest fear? They would talk about their trauma. They'd write it in their journal. The next week they would give it to Incredible. us and we would respond our heart to their hearts. I see you. I hear you. 
I can mm -hmm. feel you. But Debbie's greatest line that she uses is, recognize your choices. We all have a choice. But they didn't even know they had yeah. choices. Yeah. So how yeah. to work with that, there, it is trauma-informed. I'm not sure of a person on the planet whose life has not been trauma-informed. It's just how do we Absolutely. facilitate the healing? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And mm -hmm. and now, you know, I, I joke with my clients, but I'm very serious. Like, this is really good because now everybody can go to therapy because everybody can, right? Like, even if you have to lie to yourself and tell you that the reason that you're going is because of COVID, fuck it. Tell yourself yeah. whatever you need to, right? <laughs> Fuck it, right? That's great. So, so now the whole world has no excuse to go get yep. your healing. Whether it's a dildo, whether it's a therapist, whether it's the church. No, seriously, like, yeah. however you got to tend to your shit, tend to your shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that, that what one of the strongest things that, that I've experienced with, just with Carry the Vision, is you know, the willingness to be open and the willingness to be non-judgmental and the willingness to go to let go of expectation. And, you know, we, we spend some part of our life in that place of, I need you to do it this way because, you know, so it's, it's dictatorial mm. or I, I'm going to get pissed off if you don't, if you don't give me what I want the way I want it. Mm. Right. And so what we've learned through this or what I've learned through this myself is I never walk in with an expectation of any outcome mm. and yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to walk into because somebody could be having a really shitty day mm. and I'm going to become that target. Right. Mm. Or the, the words that somebody else says is, is going to be the target. And it's being able to stand in the power of that mm -hmm. and be, be able to receive it mm -hmm. and be able to allow it and then be able to calm it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in those situations with a group more than once. And I mean, the truth is any one of them could have kicked the shit out of me in a minute. Mm -hmm. And, but I don't walk in with that. I don't walk in with that. I don't walk in with fear. And yeah. that's important. So, yes. I mean, that's so powerful. And I think that speaks to kind of the question I want to go into because, because you're dealing, right, with this, um, you know, base of a population that all they've seen is trauma-informed living, right? And that's what they're experiencing. They're in a prison situation, which I'm sure doesn't create this nurturing environment for rehabilitation at all. No. So how, how do you as teachers, as healers, as wellness leaders, how do you get to the place Anne and Debbie, where you are able to not walk in a room because of fear, right? So it's almost like the self-care, the self you know, this, I think you have to, and it sounds like a practice too. Like, yes, you know, yeah. like, is yeah, it a so clicker? Do you, have yeah. a clicker? <laughs> do you have a button for this? Yeah. But you yeah. know, what is, what Hold is up. how do you facilitate yeah. that yeah. amount of groundness of energy of just, of just being a vessel, right. Um, in order to do your work. So yeah, I just love to lean into that question for both of you having doing, you know, having been doing this work for so long, how do you center yourselves? How do you keep yourselves in that position of not losing your shit, right? <laughs> you know, because someone lost their shit, you know? Right. So, um, I can tell yeah. you that, that, that my tool, it, and I know this is going to sound contrary, my tool is allowing myself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And through that, you know, I, so how I establish the relationship with a new group of people is I tell my story first mm. and that, because I can't tell you how many times people say, I honestly feel heard. Mm -hmm. No one has ever listened to me before mm. or cared enough mm. to hear my story. So it, for me, what that establishes is a ground level base of trust. I'm going to reveal myself. Yeah. Now I'm asking you to reveal yourself. 
and they do. Mm -hmm. And where they do, and Anne touched on this, and I'll let her talk about that a little bit more, is the journaling is so critical um, because, I mean, think about it for a second. You've got a, a group of 60 men who are incarcerated. They're, there's nothing dividing them. They're sitting next to each other. And, then, and, and, and I'm going to ask him to be vulnerable and open up to me and everybody else in the room. Yes. Yeah. Really. And, and keep a written record. <laughs> right, right. You and, know? And let's be serious about that. That's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With some of them, it will. Yeah. <clears throat> but with the majority of them, it won't. But the journal gives them the space to do that. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's important to us when we get the journals and it's not mandatory it's your choice you can write or not and we we exchange one for one each week so there's two going on back and forth but we spend a lot of time um really contemplating what they've said and really being very clear discerning and honest with our answers mm. or with our feedback back to them and i know for myself the experience just with those journals has been life transforming for some of the men wow when um and especially when you begin so you walk into a room you've got uh 60 women 60 men and you've got to come out of the gate as real. Yeah. And so I, I, we just say, I cannot give to you or you cannot give to another what you are not willing to give to yourself. Yeah. And we know that is truth for ourselves. So we have our own spiritual practices that we do. I mean, how yeah. can we offer that which we don't yeah. even understand with it ourselves? Yeah. yeah. And so that is paramount. In the, right out of the gate, first class, you have to, to show yourself fully. And what the, um, the gifts that we receive from this is so we, we go there once a week for each class. And then the men and the women will actually have their own meetings at yeah. night and say, yeah. oh, shit, what did you think about that? <laughs> so yeah. they have their own process. They run their own process group. Together. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is great. I mean, because it's way easy to isolate. I'm not going to show myself, but something, the resonance in those classes is powerful, empowering, and inspiring that they are willing to actually practice the tools they're learning. And I think, you know, it also proves the, the physiological as well, right? Like we, yes. we, you know, like you shared that story of, of a client that's a user that couldn't help herself, right? She can't help herself. That's the pattern that she's in. That's the, yeah. you know, and we can use, you know, respectfully, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fuck it up, but we could use respectfully <laughs> um, <laughs> spiritual language that, that articulates that beautifully, right? Like it, it, but we're saying the same thing, she, right? And then you have, yeah. and then you have this, this, this group or, you know, or these persons, I should say, that for a moment we're able to just not give their brain that dose of that extra stress hormone, mm -hmm. you know, to realize that they can feel something differently and because there's mm -hmm. an and, and it feels good. Yeah. And I give myself permission to continue this. So it's just also really interesting how you, we actually see them organically engaging in activities that would also foster a lower stress response right? Like being in community, talking about your feelings, right? So, um, socialization, which is very hard. Like people think everybody in prison all talk and hang out. Like, you know, socialization uh -huh. is so, yeah. so lacking. Um, yeah. So all of that yeah. is just really, really profound and powerful. I'm sorry, that was my, like, my clinical hat, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're so right about that, because we do tell them to say, your behavior, whatever trauma or whatever addiction you've got, it is a groove in the brain, and that groove is so deep, it's your go-to. You get out for 13 seconds, whoa, I'm back. So we talk, so we go, we do teach them meditation. This is how you smooth the grooves out, yep. because you're all, that's going to be your go-to. 
give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, it's, you know, and meditation is part of the, the groundwork of what we do. And we all, you know, all of us, if you were to get us all in a room, what you would recognize is that we all have our own style. We mm. teach the same material, yeah. but we teach it very differently and in different ways. Um, I'll never forget one of, the, one of the most interesting teachings for myself that I got was when I was with this new group of men. And, you know, for me, that was new. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to expect and I didn't know how to behave. And so I walk in, you know, I've got bags full of stuff on both my shoulders and, you know, you've got to take attendance and you have to do all this crap that you've got to do um, <laughs> that's required of, you know, the county and the state for you to do. And, you know, I remember at the end of one of the classes, one of the men, and, and he, so I'm just going to tell you the story. He said to me, because I asked the question, is anyone willing to talk? Because no one was, talk was talking. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, maybe if you weren't such a bitch, we'd talk. Oh. And I went, wow. <laughs> You're right then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but but what that did for me was I had to do some self inquiry. Yeah, you know, and I had to go back through. Okay, you know, I mean, this guy could just be full of shit, but I took it seriously, and I wanted to. I wanted to recognize that part mm -hmm. in my personality mm -hmm. where I could, you know, because you know, I can. I have, you know, I mean, I was a drill sergeant for a long time, so I can be re very regimented. You know, and and, <laughs> and it's so interesting <laughs> yeah. that, that that's how you interpreted what being a bitch was. That's <laughs> exactly. I don't know, I'm not trying to even be funny. It's interesting yeah. that you know. No, seriously. Interesting. Yeah. And so what I recognized in myself from that was I was very structured in how I did things, right? Mm. Because for the first time with a new group and being exposed with you know all these guys who I have no idea who they are that that I went into my comfort zone yeah and so what and, that and protection right and protection yes. right because yes. it wasn't exactly. just it wasn't just comfortable it wasn't just your loop it was also no. how do I structure this space right. so that I'm right. in control thereby yeah. safe right because at yeah. the end of the day it's always about safety for us it as, as, as but humans. it informed me so deeply that even regardless that was my message to hear yeah. bottom line yeah and i chose to take take that in mm -hmm. and it really informed for me how do i show up mm -hmm. right and so it could have been a throwaway line for him yeah you know but yeah. for me it was it, there was a message there for me and i and i needed to to pay attention to that so those are the kinds of things myself that i experience when i say I'm called out to explore me all the time mm -hmm. because who I am yeah. as a teacher affects a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So I need to be the best I can be. Not just for, it has nothing to, to do with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with how, how am I impacting? How am I informing? Yeah. Positively or negatively. And I never want to inform negatively, ever. And what I need to be mindful of is doing the best I can for that not to happen. Yeah. I feel like you just literally went over the summary of one of my favorite books, which is The Four Agreements. I think it's The Five Agreements now. <laughs> But you know, it's like, don't take shit personal. <laughs> Do the best you can. Like, show yeah. up for yourself. Like, I just, yeah, that was just a, a really, really beautiful way. And also of just how you guys speak to that and being teachers, right? Like, me and Sin, most of our podcasts, you know, we're interviewing the, the you know, these amazing wellness healers and the thread, the, the commonality 
is that there's, you know, you talked about dictatorship. There's no dictatorship. It's like sitting in circle with the people that you're here to be in service to. Yeah. And so, and, and the fact that there's transformation that happens not with just within them, but within you, like that to me is, is just so beautiful about this whole process and about, you know, the work that you ladies do. It's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a very powerful, um, yeah, just a powerful lens of how to see being a teacher and what, what is true, like being a teacher that is able to change lives, right? Because what you guys do is change lives and transform lives. So yeah, beautiful. I would, I would say to Anne, um, you know, Anne has several men that have gone from Elmwood Correctional Facility and they're now in prison who she writes and they write back to on a regular basis. Mm. Continue the work. I think it's when you said transformation, what one of the greatest gifts and COVID is um, <laughs> now. The sacred <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought such a gift would have come through? Yeah. That officers, probation officers, social workers that couldn't allow their physical being to there in the prisons to say, can, may I do this also? Mm. But it, they can mm. do it now safely yeah. and um, we'll do it on Zoom calls. And okay. nobody has to know, everything's confidential, but it's the first time ever that they've ever felt safe they could do it. And nobody would know. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, um, I have a social media post. I haven't posted it yet. Um, because, but I think I am now. It says, is the stigma done yet? Because we all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I I, you know, I've been like trying to behave myself, but really. Do it. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> you know what, Ann, you and I together. Turn it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but to your point though right like you know part of creating that safe space is recognizing and mm. being empowered by the fact that everywhere we go we mm. carry the safe space with us right yeah. it doesn't have to be it's not anything outside of ourselves right as healers we create this vacuum this uh, one of our teachers calls it the container right yeah. daddy calls it the container Mm-hmm. Um, to do that work until, you know, clinically, then they can, it's their own ego. Right. They don't need mine anymore. They don't need, all, you know, that's how that works. And then they can cre- cre- create it, create it for themselves. And in that space, you're just kind of like, I'm going to do what it is that I need to do. And that is one of the things that COVID to your point has kind of created in mm-hmm. saying the stigma to say, I need this, or I cannot do this um, has right. been, has 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 been um loosened in a really really a really powerful way yeah so you thank you for that. for bringing that up yeah <laughs> say yeah. again you've seen that in your work too those that oh. went, yeah that's great yeah. oh oh absolutely and what's really powerful is that they're talking about it to others and saying i'm doing this right mm-hmm. because the premise has shifted i mean you know that's that's you, I mean, you guys are like, I'm like, I fucking just get you on, on a drip, like with coffee every morning, but <laughs> you know, you, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a part of the work in yeah. just recognizing that part of it is being able to even consider something different, you know, and what that does to the nervous system. Like, even if you don't know what it could be, getting yeah. your mindset to just embrace that it could be B and not A is really, really, is really, really profound. But yeah. the premise is different now. The premise isn't people aren't going to judge me. I mean, it's going to be really interesting in, in five, 10 years as a culture, if we end up like Buenos Aires, where like mm-hmm. um, everybody has a therapist. Like, can you imagine every American be like, what you mean you don't have a therapist? What you mean you don't have a healer? Uh, yeah. What right? do you mean you don't have a shaman? Come on. Correct. Right? <laughs> you know what? Let me give you this number. <laughs> you have no crystals? Right? How dare you? Well, you don't have any friends that went to seminary, honey. Right? <laughs> like, and so, right? And what and what will become normalized? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
um, and what language will become um, really a part of embedded in our culture around the ways in which we take care of ourselves and, 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 and facilitate our own healing. Um, so thank you so much for, for just um, highlighting that. Um, yeah. that. That is just so important. And yes, I'm, I'm seeing it in my work and it's really, to witness it, it's very powerful. I know that sometimes folks don't see it that way in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're wounded and you get help, you're like, oh, but really that's the most powerful, that's the most powerful thing to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really been um, incredible to witness. Yeah. Well, I think it's the first time, I mean, let's, let's face it, we're in, we're in global firsts that none of us have ever experienced in our life, right? For the first time, the globe has said, and, and I believe this is Mother Earth, honest to God, saying, look, you keep fucking up, <laughs> so I'm going to put you one a time out, <laughs> right? And here's what you're going to do. You're gonna stay. You're gonna stay confined. You're gonna find the space in yourself that you never allowed before. You're gonna have to face yourself for the first time, maybe ever, yeah. and you're gonna have to deal with this shit that you've never been willing to deal with before. Mm. And I'm gonna make you do it because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Well, I think it also, even though we're in shelter in place, so to speak, which that feels like isolation, we're called to recognize we're all in this together yeah and yeah it's yeah. hard and if and if we just thought we were going to go outside for a minute well let's have incredible exposure to racist black lives matter <laughs> political stuff i mean i gotta face that too okay <laughs> fires i mean the climate i mean everything yeah pick a pick a fucking struggle <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right it's multiple choice a through e bitch pick one yeah <laughs> pick one <laughs> come home come home whichever one you pick come home the universe is like an equal opportunity employer <laughs> you know which would you like to address today <laughs> yeah yeah and you know for me it's either come in truth or don't come at all Mm. I, I think the being in service without judgment is a really big um, key piece because yeah. I mean if I think about the major you know just in reflection on that comment I immediately go back to any really deep change that I've ever had I've been truthful with myself like completely to the point I'm so vulnerable um, so I have truth, vulnerability, and I sit in complete circle with people. Like those are the, those are the times that I've had really life changing, altering transformation is when I sit in circle with people and completely I'm able to be myself. And the thing that it is really, we all just want to be seen. We all just yes. want to be seen for who yes. we are. And, and so, um, the takeaway for me is like doing that in everything I, in every facility in every, in every area of my life, being able to hold myself to that truth and be in my truth so I can see other people in the same space. Um, yeah. And it's, and like Anne says, you know, we have such beautiful veils and COVID to an extent took away those veils. Right. Like yeah. to me, I think about COVID and I think about everything that's happened and the people. And, and I think there is something quite profound about the people we lost during COVID. I think there's something, cause I'm trying to really make sense of like, the loss of life and profound leaders, you know, John Lewis and with, you know, RBG, like, I just, I also feel like there's, there's space being made for exactly. new leaders, you know, like I, I just feel that yeah, there's, there, yes, please, because <laughs> that's the only truth that I'm going to is like, you yeah. know, um, yeah, I just feel like in that same breath of showing up and, and being seen and seeing other people, there is this want for us to make space for really big change, really big change. That's not going to be something that happens overnight because I also have to, you know, 
um, it's the little change, it's the evolution, it's the constant yeah. you know, spiral and, and breaking cycles. And I know that takes time, you know, um, but yeah, um, everyone just wants to be seen. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Um, so, I mean, so for Carrie, the vision and, and for you as healers, like what's happening now in the world, I love to kind of like, I love just to gain insight, you know, from different perspectives and people. And so this whole series is our thought series with healers and leaders within the community. And one of the questions we're posing, and I know no one's like an oracle or like kid foresee the future, but I do believe there's something powerful about getting insight from healers on you know where where are we going or where do you see what's being asked of us right now to shift into especially as you you know it's such a i mean yeah it's such a shifting of times so many things happening at once you're in your community what do you feel like is is being asked of us right now as people listen and realize that they have tools within themselves, you know, to be their own healer, to heal their community, to heal themselves first, and then, you know, having it, you know, this ripple effect, which you speak so brilliantly about your organization and what it's trying to do. Um, yeah, like, where do you see us going? Where do you see all the things that we're in right now? And all the things that you have for as far as, you know, um, your mission and vision for Carry the Vision, like, what, where do you feel we're, we're going and why are we here? <laughs> Just, you know. And don't tell us no bad shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, right. hold on. It can't, you, be, it you, can't be worse than where we are. Look, you said, yes, it can. But yeah, you, said, you said you're not sure if they're Oracle. I'm not sure because I have a feeling Debbie and Ann is some, uh, some old, all the level shit. But I'm just saying, I don't have a problem with prophecies. I just, I don't, I don't want to hear no more bad shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. She's like reprogramming. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, bless her heart. I would, uh, the thing first goes back to exactly what you said, to not even judge, judging and blaming will keep us in this vicious cycle. Oh, and amen. Amen. It's, it's so easy to be the victim consciousness here. You just don't get that damn Trump out of here or whatever victim consciousness we want to live in. And if I have to just give a bottom line to this whole thing, I am my brother's keeper. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I think that we, we are, you know, in a very big way being called to, to become much more conscious, you know, and be conscious of how we live, how we treat, how we behave, and what we do. You know, all the things that used to be so important to us before, how quickly they fell away. Yeah. And, oh and they gosh. did. And they yeah. did. Yeah. And then what happened was it was like we got put through a sifter, right? And the things that were really important stayed inside, but the rest of the shit fell away. <laughs> and so I, I, and I know Anne believes this too. I truly believe in collective, con world collective consciousness. Okay. And I believe that when we have we we have been given an opportunity and we've been given an opportunity to be quiet and to listen mm -hmm. and all of the static that we had in our daily lives has been removed what's left who am i what's important to me yeah. how can i help and in the helping was so humbling to me in the very beginning of this crisis was how so many people came out of the woodwork saying, here's how I'm helping. Here's how I'm helping. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And the generosity was humbling, absolutely humbling. But for me, I think it's a, 
a global reset yeah. and a real come to Jesus with what the hell is what the hell is most important mm -hmm. and the rest of it can just leave yeah. I feel like there's like a <laughs> a divine crumbling <laughs> these saying about things leaving I feel there is yeah a lot of dissolving crumbling like I, I i of just these systems that just no longer serve us and who we are at this point in time yeah. and so yeah it's almost like a what is it like a you know i mean i always i always equate things to my giving birth to my son and to me it feels like that contraction you know that yeah. contraction where your whole body is just like not gonna get down yeah you're just like yeah. Ugh, but then once you once you're there with the pain it just it autumn it just it goes back it, it doesn't you know and so i i really feel and like also <laughs> and if we use that analogy you, you know it's even if we've never given birth i never had my son through the canal but one of the things that i do know is that there's so much vulnerability there right like mm -hmm. that as a as a woman as somebody who was uh, gender assigned female and somebody who identifies as female, that is the most vulnerable moment of any human being's life. Oh, yeah. Right? And you're, all of your business is out in the open, you know, and then when you push, sometimes you poop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're just gonna, you're I mean, gonna be scared, people true. said. But no, That's listen, listen, yeah, listen. As a whole motherfucking human, I think the least of your worries is right. shit yourself. Okay, if that's the right. that you have to contend with having a whole human is shitting on yourself, you have left this kind of unscathed right. motherfucker. <laughs> that that was probably Jesus. Like the only person that had that was Mary. Right, <laughs> that was it. She shit on herself and she gave birth to the Lord. Like that's great. Yeah. No, but but I think there's something really powerful about though, Christine, that Christina, because there, you know, there's so much that comes out. There's so much community involved mm -hmm. um, in 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 that birthing process, right? And there's so much richness. I mean, there's the the, the placenta and just all of that. What that means for the collective, and yeah. I think it's recognizing that you know, we we do need to do this in 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 community or everybody. It's not uh -huh. going to end well for anyone, yes. right? No one wants to leave that delivery room knowing that they didn't show up fully and they caused harm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Anne and I both have an opportunity to watch. She, Anne has a son. I have a daughter. And Anne's son is a teacher. And he's teaching. And some of the brilliance that has come through for him to connect with his kids has been incredible. Mm. My daughter is in healthcare and she works in, on the front line and she's going to work every day. And so to listen to their stories, the way they show up, you know, Toby and son has an incredible, incredible gift with children. And he tapped into his own imagination to make the kids actually fully engaged and excited about doing Zoom calls for school. Yeah. You know, where other kids are like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> right? And what's so interesting is his theme song every day is kindness. How are mm. you showing up for you and how are you being kind for you? Mm. How have you allowed kindness into your life? What do you think you have to do to earn this? I mean, the things he talks about, I never learned that in school. In <laughs> I didn't either. Well, 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 who taught it in that, though, Anne? Nobody. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mom, Give yourself let me, some. Let me find out your name is Mary. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? Right, right? Yeah. But it is, it's, it's uh, beautiful to see how those gifts that we have, like me saying, I'm not going to seminary. You know, when we hit a place, it's a crossover and we resist. Uh, right. And when we walk through that, we recognize why. And all of us are at that crossover point. Ooh, We're resisting. Yeah. I want to go back. I want to be, I want it to be the way it was. Yeah. That's not happening, girlfriend. 
So stop resisting. What are you being called into? What threshold are you, are you going to step across? Or are you going to continue to kick and scream? That's a wave offering. That's a wave offering. <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah, that's, cool. yeah. Really that's beautiful. Um, well, we want to respect your time. This has been so healing for me over the last few days. I'm just going to speak for myself because I've been in a real fucking funk. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so you much. Are. I think oh, you know, you. I'm sitting here thinking, I want, I want to be a part of you. Yeah, you are. I want to be. Are you are now? We are. I want to be. I want to be in your circle. You are awesome. Awesome. So lovely to meet you both. Yes, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and you sent me a great email about all the information and services you provide. Is there any? Is there any other nuggets or things that you want people to check out? Is there? You know, or we can always include in our social too. Yeah, just include and then just they can just call because okay. it's, it's not there's no boxes. Just and call. how can how can people help and to support you guys? Like is there Oh, there's so many ways because even what we're doing now, like yeah. let's get down to basics. Yeah. Our basics now are people are we just gave two hundred and fifty one thousand dollars to people who can't eat are going to be evicted, mm-hmm. can't even find a diaper. Okay, so that we went that basic because how can you say, come home to yourself mm-hmm. when they go, shit, I don't even know where I live, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So that was never our model, ever. We mm-hmm. never, ever have done that. Um, so what it is, is no matter who you are, where you are, yeah. we, um, we do classes. like. I just got a call um, a couple days ago. Um, there are, it's a uh, sober living home. Will you mm-hmm. please come with us and just do the do the teachings and show us what we can do so we can take the next step in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, wow! Uh, it's so it's all it's corporations, yep. every single level. There's nothing that's yeah. exempt. And there's a. There's a space where people can donate to, right, Anne, if they go yeah. online? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. We'll share that. Yeah. And I think what we need to, to, to get better at doing, and even when I think back to this conversation, we, get, we need to get better at doing, um, saying we are available, not just to the incarcerated population. Yep. We'll go anywhere you want us to go. We'll meet with anybody you want us to meet with. We'll do what you ask us to do. Yeah. You know, so, and that's the one place I think we need to work better at. Yeah. Um, because we get kind of pigeonholed in this, you know, incarceration. Thing. People think that's yeah. all we do. And, and yeah. it's truly not. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, my intent, because, so my intention is to reach out to, corporations right now and ask for um, funding in order for us to be able to do more programs. Yes. Um, oh. And to be able to have the money to create those programs, right? Yeah. Um, because we're the, we're, I wouldn't say that we're the best kept secret in the world because I think people know who we are. Yeah. But I don't think they know at what, I don't think they know the magnitude of what we're willing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and have done, yeah. and have done, and yeah. Yeah. there's we have this, and we'll have to tell you more about this because I don't know a lot of it yet. But Rose's closet, I yes, I saw that. Yeah, right. Yeah. You saw that. You saw that. Yeah. I, yes. I mean, there, that's out. Of, it, that's out of control. Yeah. I mean, and what yeah. that means is there's so many people in need. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think maybe, and, 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 and that's something that we can definitely help get across is that you guys are serving our community, the broader community, right? So I definitely think um, really emphasizing that in our promotion of this episode will be good too. Um, Yeah. And we're, we're good with whatever. I mean, we're good with Zoom calls. You know, I know I'll speak for myself. Um, I'm willing to show up in person. I don't care. 
Debbie, you know what? You are so gangster. <laughs> she is. She got zero fucks to give. <laughs> I, I, I believe that we're here to do. We have a purpose to serve in life. When my purpose is done, I'll be gone. Until then, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll show up. <laughs> Love it. Uh, thank you again thank you thank you ladies much for your time thank you so much yeah Yeah. what a wonderful day way to start off our sunday afternoon (laughs) yay thank you for engaging in these rich conversations please visit us on all of our social media platforms conversations with a k on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and our website, conversationspodcast.com. We really want to hear from you. Until next week, keep listening, stay present, breathing deeply, speaking your truth.